Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee express employment professionals is your one connection go to expresspros.com with endless opportunities it's time to try something new in your job search let express employment professionals help you start at expresspros.com hey it's doug gottlieb you know our trusted partner tyrac.com for fast free shipping free road house protection convenient installation options and their great selection of the best tires like the highly consumer rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with your Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show Broadcast live every day from sunny Southern California. Ramos, you okay me with me doing a, a weather humble brag? It is absolutely <laughs> stunning outside. Yeah, it's a, I don't know where you're at. We don't want to disclose those type of things, but it's a little warmer out Too here. Late. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little warmer out here, I, don't I think. I want to tell you're... everybody that you're not in studio, that you're at your house. No, no, no. I, not that. that. Just like where you live in general, you know. I live in a house. <laughs> I, I, the, the idea of, I appreciate you not disclosing the town in which I live. Right, right. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. I didn't know we were disclosing the fact that I wasn't sitting next to you. We're going to pull back the the fifth wall, right, Jason? Is that what they call it, the fifth wall? Yeah, we'll clean that up and post. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, okay, look, I am broadcasting from home, which allows me the ability to uh, go get the mail. uh, No, it's okay. (laughs) It is awesome outside. I mean, it is one of those why am I not outside right now sort of days? It's always like that. Fall is amazing in Southern California. Kind of crisp this this weekend. It almost felt like like a New England fall. Now it feels like an Indian summer. Um, by the way, is it offensive to say Indian summer? I need a ruling on that one, buyer. Is Indian summer yet been deemed offensive? Don't drag me into this, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Stu, would you like a piece of that action? Is, it, is Indian summer a commonly used term for an elongated summer? Is that an offensive term? I mean, it's certainly is not offensive to me. I could do kind of a litmus test on on Twitter if you want. Now we're good. <laughs> on Twitter, absolutely everything will yes. be. Yes, ev- everything will. Let's be, keep Twitter will, out of this one. Trust me. Yeah. yeah there's there, there's nothing like nothing like Twitter for some for some balanced uh, balanced arguments, right? <laughs> Speaking of Twitter, 
was Twitter what Aaron Rodgers was talking about? This is Aaron Rodgers um, after he he throws. Uh, he, by the way, after a loss, Aaron Rodgers in the last two years and two games, 7-0, 70% completion percentage, 8.1 yards pass per attempt, 20 touchdowns, no interceptions. This was Aaron Rodgers after last night's game. I just think people like to say a lot of and it's nice to come back in here after a game like that. Even more now than when I started playing, there's so many overreactions that happen on a week-to-week basis. So it's nice to, to come out and have a good performance and get the trolls off our back for at least a week. Nice to come on back with a great performance and get the trolls off our back for at least another week. Okay. Um, I don't think he meant Twitter. This was Bill Cower on CBS's pregame show talking about Aaron Rodgers. Howie says perception is reality. And you look at him on the sideline, he looks like he really doesn't care. I know it's no time to, to, to panic. Yes, I hear relax. And he'll have a great game on Monday night. But you know, show me you care. Mm. Show me it's important to you that the team is more important than who you are. And right now, I have not seen that. Do you guys think we were unfair in our commentary about Aaron Rodgers? Again, not that Aaron is listening to the show. He should. Um, but do you think we were unfair? Buyer, you especially, you're a Packer hater, even though you grew up in Wisconsin. You hate everything Wisconsin. <laughs> no, but I think you're a Rodgers lover. So that's... I am. Yeah. But yeah. was I critical of him last week for looking like a guy who was backpacking yeah, Machu Picchu? Yeah, but last night was, a you know, it was a, a win against the Lions. And right. there were pop passes. And so I... I I, I don't know how much he fully, you know, is back. I think we'll find out a lot more on Sunday night. No question. But but he is he's clearly enjoying the fact that they smacked the Packers smacked the Lions around as if they beat the eighty five Bears. Like that ain't the eighty five Bears you're going against there, pal. No, but it reminds me of, of guys touting their Super Bowl picks after week two. Like if anybody picked Carolina in the Super Bowl, like people are tweeting about it now because he can't do it in week twelve. Correct. So I think that if if we weren't going to if we shouldn't overreact after week one, like he told us, we I don't shouldn't think overreact that, off week two. Correct. Correct. Wise advice from Dan Byer, who, by the way, advised you and I agreed with him. Packers in the over both hit last night. You're Doug, welcome. And, and listen, I've been awful with my picks, but I said on the show, I said thirty eight seventeen. It was thirty five seventeen. So we were pretty close there. Yep. Yep. Agree with you. I'm I'm giving you giving you the proper amount of respect. By the way, here's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron is one of those guys that when he hears something, it plants a seed, it becomes a and he wants he always wants to answer. Here's Rogers in a QA with a reporter. Remember remember what Bill Cower said about caring. Take a listen. Earlier in the week you said that uh, there wasn't a change in preparation, but was there a change in attitude, especially after some of you guys said maybe there was some overconfidence going into the same team? Hmm. I don't know. I just guess uh, I think we maybe tried to show that we cared a little bit more tonight. Right. He's one of those guys that he knows how to get a word in. Like, I got to remember, I got to get cared in there. I got I got I got to tweak somebody. And clearly that was a shot across the bow at Cower. Which I like, but it it is there's a there's a level of pettiness there that's like, okay, got it. You play great against the Lions at home. That is absolutely, this is absolutely who he is. He's the guy who creates the imaginary, and maybe it wasn't even imaginary, but creates the enemies or creates the naysayers. But, but their naysaying was legitimate. Like, there's nothing illegitimate about what Bill Cowher said. Do I think he looked like he didn't care? No, I, I wouldn't agree with that assessment. On the other hand, Bill Cowher did win two Super Bowls as a head coach. He's a Hall of Famer. You know, like, do I agree with that? No. But if I said, hey, his body language wasn't good, no one could disagree with that. And I said it last week. But instead of answering or telling us why his body language wasn't good or that he's working on his body language, he's just like, yeah, I guess we cared more this week. Ah, ah. Up top, fellas. We, we We beat the Lions on three. One, two, three. We beat the Lions. So... Aaron Aaron Rodgers, by my estimation, is the most talented, successful quarterback to ever play in the NFL. He also may be the pettiest. He just he just might be just might be the pettiest. Like, do you really care about trolls? Do you really care about what Bill Cowher says? And you can say you don't care, but you wouldn't have used that word unless it absolutely bothered you. You carried it with you and you used you. 
All right, I, I want to talk Packers Niners Sunday night in Santa Clara. Uh, that would be a very telling game, considering you go back, you know, two years ago, and they were thumped by the Niners twice in that same stadium. Once, of course, was um, in the NFC Championship game. Pete Carroll has weighed in on the taunting penalties, and I think he makes some pretty good points. But do I completely agree with him? I'll tell you next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Great uh, response here from uh, Gary Hopwood. He's listened forever. I think I know you well enough to say in confidence you hope Aaron Rodgers uses the word petty in an upcoming interview. I do. Like, that means he was listening. Look, we all have a certain level of pettiness. Let's just, let's be honest, right? Like, we're trying to, you just try to figure out, like, when you let it come out, when you don't let it come out. Um, taunting penalties have become a big talking point from players and coaches and broadcasters. Pete Carroll's won a Super Bowl. He had this to say about it. You know, and, and uh, so we've got to have to find our way through it here as we, as we go. I don't know how other teams are doing with it, but um, it hasn't worked well for us so far. You know, you've got a lot of guys that have to deal with, you know, those explosive moments, and they've got to really turn their focus away from the opponent, which is it's a good thought. It's just it's hard to manage it. Um, it is hard to manage it. It's a good thought. There's, there's been lots of, I heard Dan Patrick talking about this. Who are the people, and somebody he had on with him, I think it was Tony Baselli. who are the people who want these penalties to be called? I will tell you, most front office coaching people want it to be managed. You don't want to take the energy away from me. You don't want to take the ability, you know, you catch a ball and you say something like the. The usual, you talk about pettiness, you know, the first down point when a guy is woofing every time he hits somebody. Like, you don't want to take that. But what we, you don't want it to devolve into, okay, is what you see on YouTube with these made-up cornerback versus wide receiver camps, you know, where you got a bunch of kids lined up around the field. Somebody makes a move and falls down, and they're, you know, somebody else is open. You throw it in there. Whoa, 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 bro, you got burned. Like, that's not football. Football is a team sport. Pass rush, safety help, outside leverage, inside level, zone or man, or where you have coverage into. Like, all of these things matter more so than some imaginary route. Can you make a guy fall down? And... This is how it works with all of these points of emphasis. Early in the year, it's a little bit much. Uh, it's a little bit much. Okay. Later in the year, it'll get dialed back and it won't nearly be too much. And Pete Carroll's right. It is a lot to manage. A lot to manage. A ton to manage. But until you actually manage it, until you figure that part out about it, this is what happens. Sometimes referees are over the top because the last thing they want is their coordinator to come in and go like, hey, man, uh, Keenan Allen spun the ball, went chest to chest with a cornerback. Like, that's what we're looking to eliminate. Eliminate it now. And it changes once we get to the playoffs. I don't think any, I th do I think they want the over the top taunting out of foot? Yes. You know, it was taken out of the game back when you used to count guys out when they knock a wide receiver out, cross in the middle. We're like, we're not there. We weren't ever there. But we don't want to get to there. We don't want to get to the and one mixtape era. We don't want to get to guys coming out the field, talking trash, like, and they didn't want, so you, you nip it in the bud. Yes, Chase, too. Do you think that there is some uh, kind of um, mixed messages? Because, you know, it took a long time for the NFL to like it, allow celebrations and all of this stuff to go on after big plays. You think that maybe they're mixing the celebrations with the taunting? I'm talking about the players. They don't know where the line is drawn there. Yeah, I, I think no one really knows where the line is drawn because lines haven't been really drawn that badly in the past, right? The college rule is like five, six, seven years in where they take a TD off the, but college was also much more tame. And remember the last two years was when they brought dances back into the end zone. The problem is now at, they've, they've crept out of the end zone into every first down. Like, like we have all these fans, like I hate taunting the same group or even a bigger group would say, you know, what I really hate every time you get a first down, you spin the ball and point first down. Like, like it's too much. Somewhere in the middle is what we're looking for. Byer, where are you on the taunting penalties? 
I'm not a not a huge fan of how they've been cracking down on it. I do think you know, and a DB is taunting after the ball's 20 yards uh, overthrown. That should be a 30 yard penalty, actually, because it's so absurd. Because the DB had nothing to do with it. Uh, that was a joke. But the yeah, I, I just I, I get your point in in saying it. You're you're dead on with the receivers of just getting a a first down battle. And it seems that the receiver and defensive backs though like. Every game, every every play is a battle in that you know sixty minute war, if you will, and so they are going to celebrate every single win that they possibly can. I I just I, when a guy makes a big run and, and flexes, and a guy happens to be nearby, then I like you got to let some of that go. But I understand the point of yeah, first down in your face, that sort of stuff. I I can see why the league wouldn't want that because it gets annoying after a while. Yep. It does get annoying. Yeah. It, gets, it just gets annoying. Like we're, we're, we're kind of forgetting how annoying it gets when every time you hit a guy, you know, you do some sort of dance and every time you get a first down. And that's what we're trying to get to. It's just the process of getting there. Co- college basketball went through this with the freedom of, of movement. The NBA went through this with the hand checking, uh, even with the dress code. Like if you've noticed, there is no real dress code policy to be enforced, enforced anymore. But it was just, it was getting to be too much. It was like, really, you're showing up with a ribbed tank top, you know, huge platinum necklace, hat on, loud pants, timber, timber like, t- Timberlands, whatever. And, and like, that's the look. Like, we want a certain level of business casual on the bench. All of these things, when the rules go in, it feels like they're over the top and then they slowly dial them back. Well, yeah, I just, I think that the, the, the blatant, you're a defender and I'm a wide receiver and I'm going to taunt you or vice versa is easy to decipher than a guy who just carried four, you know, defenders on his back for a first down. Like there's, I think that there's, there's a way that you can tell as well on what is, what is really taunting another player or what is being excited from your own actions or your own play. And I think that's the, the tricky part that the, I don't know how the league would manage that sort of thing. But your point, I was actually, after this week, thought, man, they just need to do away with this whole thing. But your point is is well taken, and you've got to figure out, or you want to figure out something to do to just ease back some of this stuff so it's not every single play. Yes, correct. Let's do, let's do our uh, couple minutes of baseball here, Dan, because this is this is big for the Yankees, right? The Yankees right now would be out of the playoffs, but they'll have – Plenty of opportunities here coming up. Okay, so if you haven't been following the baseball standings, don't worry about it. Kind of here's the, here's the basic skinny. Yankees are a uh, a half game back, but it's it's in the loss column, right? A half came back of Toronto, who they have a series coming up against, and they're two full games back in the in the win column and the loss column, whatever. You don't want to be a Boston ba- Red Sox. Yeah, you don't want to be a game back in the loss column. That's the one that you don't want to. Right. I mean, the good thing is they have three games remaining against Toronto. If sure. they take two of, they win the series, presumably. But then they have the Red Sox afterwards, and the Red Sox are right. You know, the Red Sox will still be competing. So, and then the National League, the Padres appear to be out of it, but they could be spoilers as they take on the Giants. And the Giants, uh, right now, are what a half game up on the Dodgers. Yeah, right now it's a game up on the Dodgers. Game the up on the Dodgers. Okay, and why does that matter? Because the Dodgers would have a one-game play-in. They have 96 wins on the year. They're going to win 100 games. They go one-game play-in, as of now, to play the St. Louis Cardinals for the right to be in the playoffs. And as we know in baseball, a, you know, a one-game is, is does, does not a series make. And and even even if the Padres made it to the postseason, if they went on a crazy run, I don't think any of the teams would mind because they've just been beaten by better teams over these last two weeks. Swept by the Cardinals, uh, swept by the Dodgers. They split with the Giants, but yeah, they'd have to they'll have to turn that around against the Giants this week. Still, Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Ramos, how you feeling about your Dodgers? Um, yeah, I I don't like the fact that they they don't control their own destiny, so they they don't play the Giants again, and they finish up the season with three games against the Brewers, who I think are very underrated, even though they're, they're, I mean, they have a great record, and and they're, they're, what are they, they're they're 91 and 59, the Brewers, they're they're one of those sneaky teams where you gotta watch out for them, I mean, the the, the Cy Young winner could come from Milwaukee, and um, I forgot, it's now his name, Corbin Burns, yeah, Corbin Burns, yeah. 
All right. Um, hmm. Yeah, I all mean, the, that's... Go ahead. All the NL teams are going to be better than whoever wins the NL East. I agree with that. You know, like, like that's... Yeah, I mean, even, even record-wise, uh, I mean... Phillies are coming on as of late. It's funny because I think a week ago on this program I said, man, the only division race we have is the NL West. And then here come the Phillies. And uh, they're within three of Atlanta. Got within a couple over the weekend. So, And, and Atlanta's interesting in, in their own right in that, you know, here they are playing their entire season without their best player, right? So, mm-hmm. yep. um, uh, you know, I mean, he played half the year. He played, honestly, exactly half the year before getting hurt. So you don't have Ronald Acuna Jr. What are you like when you get into the playoffs? Um, obviously, Freddie Freeman having another fantastic year, as is Austin Riley. And the playoffs, even last year in the in the in the in the Rangers' new ballpark bubble, was really really good. That was good stuff last year. I can't imagine this year with full stadiums how it's going to be. But baseball has to be just, you know, holding on with bated breath. Gosh, they. I mean. How good would Red Sox Yankees be in a one game playoff? Totally un- playing, totally unfair to the two teams. I think I, I want to know totally unfair, but fairly unfair to those two teams if they have better records than the White Sox and close to the same record as the as the Astros. But um, how good would that be in a one game play in to go to the playoffs? Boston and the Yankees, and of course they got to have the Dodgers in the playoffs, playoffs, let alone the World Series. I will give Major League Baseball this, is that that first week of the playoffs has become kind of like the falls version of March Madness a little bit when you get those day games going uh, in the best of five divisional series. And then when all of the – when you have – what is it, Thursday or Friday of the week, or maybe even Saturday, you've got all four games going. But when you have the wild card matchups and then that Thursday and Friday when you just got a boatload of games, it's it's – it's great. It's something that, you know, you never really had before. And and so over the last whatever it's been, 15 years, the 20 years that we've had it, it's been a great week. Um, Canelo Alvarez gets into a fight before his fight with the same guy he's going to fight. That one was weird. That just happened. Thank social media. And it does appear to be real as the guy he's going to fight who I've never heard of before caught a caught a left in the face and had a cut below his eye. I, I saw your video that you retweeted, and it sure seemed that everybody up there to break up the fight was like, don't mess up this pay-per-view. Like, don't give somebody a cut because of a stupid fight or a punch that you're going to now have to postpone a fight. I don't think that they – it's great, great pub for the fight, but you don't want, you know, the guy to – because reportedly he was bleeding – Yes, he was bleeding. Yeah. He got cut, cut below his right eye. Yeah. Well, that's not good. Not good. Not good. And that thing doesn't heal in two days. But how amazing is that stuff they put on those those cuts, though? The, the Freddie Pacheco, the fight doctor, right, where they, they rub. It looks like rubbing Vaseline on it, but somehow they close those those gashes up. Like, dudes are just bleeding like crazy, and they stick that thing that freezes it, and then they stick the goop on there. Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> Uh, some of those cuts. I know you love to look at them. I do like to look yeah. at them. You know I like cuts and broken yeah. bones. I, 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 can't, I can't get yeah, enough I, of them. I was so mad at you the other day with the Giants player because I'm just Wait. casually scrolling through. Like, oh, I was so mad at you. I was so mad at you. I apologize. Uh, what, what should my Should I do the not safe for work thing? Should well, I... Should no, I, it's. I just don't think that you should post the picture because it just appears. Like, even if you were to write you know, not safe for work, I wouldn't have had enough time to stop myself as I was scrolling through it. It's just one of those. I, there's, I just, I was, I was completely caught off guard. I'm like, oh, okay, what did Doug, oh, Doug posted, of course Doug posted that. That's, yes. that's what I thought. Yes, that's exactly what happened. I, I, I'm that guy. That's it. I am very, very much that guy. I'm an unapologetic that guy, but now I'm kind of apologizing because I do realize it's not like embedded. It's not like you have to go through a couple of tweets in order to get it. It's like right there. As soon as you're on my feed, you saw the the broken leg from the kid out of Nebraska. Well, I knew on the on the when Joe Buck said we have the replay and we aren't going to show it to you again. You were the first person that I thought of that I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> guess who's going to love this? And I wasn't with you on Friday, but I'm like, I guarantee Doug is going to bring this up on the show. I, yes, I, as, the long as, 
as long as a limb does not get severed, that's my limit. That's my limit. A limb gets severed, not going to show it to you. Somebody dies, not going to show it to you. They live, and you're like, I mean, like, look, what did we learn about Alex Smith? Like, as gruesome as that was, with 17 surgeries, and it got, like, gangrenous and whatever, I mean, he's some form of fine. Like, he's okay. I, I mean, I remember when Paul George broke his leg. Do you remember when that happened with USA Basketball? And there was actually a picture of a part of the court at UNLV that was scratched by his leg bone that, okay, that broke up. Uh, okay, all right. No, that happened. I know, I know. It's just the description is just a little, uh, it's, yeah, it's just a little too much. Jay Stu, help me out here. Is that too much to describe <laughs> the fact that the leg bone scratched the floor, uh, the, the surface? Yeah, you're talking to a guy who's extremely squeamish about, so the, I'm the wrong guy to ask. I, so I, so then, then then you can, you can attest that there's three types of people, right? There's type one, when you see an injury like this, I don't, or somebody tells you about it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear about it. Don't talk to about me about it, right? That buyer's there. You're type two. Okay, I just want to see it once so I can kind of catalog it in my brain so I know what everybody's talking about. And then there's type three, which is like, just show it to me as many times as possible. I love it. D- Doug, do we know if the leg bone's connected to the knee bone or is it, it is connected, connected to, to the, the knee bone? Okay. <laughs> knee bone's connected to the hip bone. Oh, hip bone. All right. Thanks. Yeah. The hip bone's connected to the backbone. The backbone's connected to the chest bone. The chest bone's connected to the neck bone. I don't know. I think that's too much. And put me in that first group. I don't need to see it. I, w- I was playing uh, poker with friends when uh, Conor McGregor got his leg snapped in half. And that was amazing. my friends kept telling uh, the host to rewind it and keep watching it. And I, 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 to this day, I haven't seen it once. Hold on. I'm texting you the Conor McGregor video there of his leg breaking in half. There we go. I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm not. I don't, listen. I'm not pro injuries. The injuries stink, but they do happen, and I don't know. Kind of want to see it. Kind of want to see it. Uh, the guy's name is Plant. Who he 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 hit with with a punch. I don't know. Not Robert Plant. That would be that would be much bigger news. <laughs> I'd watch that, that be, fight. <laughs> Canelo versus Robert Plant. <laughs> <laughs> And it is corner Jimmy Page. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what song they will come out to. Uh, uh, what song would Robert Plant come out to, Ramos? That's a good question. Man, there's so many of them. It's tough to pick one, you know, so I don't know. A whole lot of love? A whole lot of love would be good, yeah. Take it off the podcast. If he was a wrestler, his finishing move would be Stairway to Heaven. That (laughs) is for sure. That is a no-brainer. Stairway, and then somehow some sort of like guillotine-like device, he's going to heaven. That would be good. I like that. Maybe Robert Plant, Robert Page and Plant should be wrestlers, should be a tag team, and and constantly doing the the air guitar thing. Seems... Go ahead. It seems like the best intro song by them would be Cashmere, wouldn't it? I mean, you come into a boxing ring to Cashmere, wouldn't you? I, I, I'd have to go through the entire catalog. <laughs> I'd have to go through the entire catalog. I, I, can I tell you guys I've done a 180 on something? Sure. Okay. So one of the things that frustrates me about politics is about how guys, they vote for something 15, 20 years ago, and people ask them about it, and they'll... They, they, they just try and talk around things. And sometimes we just don't understand what it was like 20 years ago and how their stance, while it may seem crazy conservative or crazy liberal, the fact is that at the time it was very different, right? But there is something to the fact that we evolve on topics. Something you thought in your 20s, you don't think in your 40s. Something you think in your 30s, when you're in your 50s, you have a different worldview. Something which you've experienced. I tell people all the time, I've lived in Israel. I've spent time over there. My view of the conflict of who I, how I support, what I support, whatever, is completely different than somebody who hasn't been there. Because once you've been there, you, you, you understand, you feel it, you talk to people, you get it. Anyway... Um, Ben Simmons isn't going to report to the Philadelphia 76ers. And as you may have heard Dan Byer report, it's not like the Sixers are like, hey, that's cool. You go take some time to yourself, right? No, they're like, no, no, no. This is an unexcused absence. If it was school, they'd be calling his house five times a day and the truancy officer at some point would have to stop by. 
But this is basically the 76ers going like, hey, dude, we're going to extract a pound of flesh because you've embarrassed us and we're going to fine you for missing these things. Remember, um, your 50% of his salary would be received before October 1st, but failing to render services, you could suspend Ben Simmons for preseason games. And that would, of course, would cost him money. And every preseason game he misses costs him $227,613,000. Uh, That's a lot of money. But I've evolved on this topic. I've always thought like, hey, if you have an issue, show up, show up at work and just do your job. And if you want to be traded, you go in and you say you want to be traded, but you're doing your job and you'll be fine. I, here's how I've evolved. On. I've talked to a bunch of NBA, NFL people, and they all say this like, yeah, look, that sounds good. And maybe the Sixers want him there and want him like, hey, look, we hired some new coaches. We want to work it out, whatever. But if they're really going to trade him, which appears they're really going to trade him, you don't want him around. You just don't. It's like a de- every you have to answer a question every day. He's there. It's a downer. Do you play him? Do you not play him? Do you practice him? Do you not practice him? Is there some sort of bitterness within the locker room of him bailing on them? Like I was always a show up guy, but you do you get to a point where you're like, you know what? It's probably better if he's not around the team. Probably better. So I've done a 180. I've done a 180. I've admittedly changed my stance. On a Ben Simmons, hey, I've told you all offseason, I don't want to be there. I've given you all offseason to trade me. Now I'm giving you all preseason to trade me, and I don't want to show up. And you know what? The 76ers probably should go like, maybe we'll find you if we don't trade you by then. But they shouldn't want him to show up because you just don't want that sort of sticky wheel all around your your team because the sticky wheel does get the grease. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Can I ask you guys a question here, real quick? This is a, a weird question, completely out of left field. You ready, Bayer? You ready, uh, Jay Stu? You ready, Ramos? Yes. Do you guys know who John Pardee is? Yes. Do you like John Pardee's music? Yes. Yeah, got a couple of good songs. Should I have invited you to the John Pardee concert Sunday night? <laughs> well, um, you know, it would have been nice. I don't know if I would have been able to to have gone, but yeah, I it was just far. It was far. It's, it was uh, Norco. Which yeah, that was the reason why I wasn't invited because it was far. <laughs> It's all right, Doug. It's all good. It was far. I thought. I thought about sure. it. I, mean, I, I didn't. We hadn't had this discussion before. So I mean, let me look at how far that is from. Man, that love to invite Dan, but that Norco Drive. Well, I mean, he's, uh, he lives in. He lives. He lives he by Wally World, yeah. right? Well, and, <laughs> right. And yes. I and I would say that's it was that's a good hour I, and a half. Yeah, and I, I had my show on Sunday till five. Right. And, and you have a little yeah. child. Yes. Right? So. <laughs> Uh, that, 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 that's my, yeah, that, that's my outs. Yeah. I like, I like heart, I, I like, uh, oh, is it heartache medication? Heartache medication. And, are, are you, uh, dirt Ramos, on my boots. I yeah, don't. Ra- no, nothing? No, no, it doesn't ring a bell for me. I'm not a big country music fan. When I've been drinking is a, is a great one. <laughs> dirt on my boots is a good one. There, there are some classic, like, I want to, I want to do a podcast because there's just some classic songs. You're like, did you write this thinking this is like the classic, perfect country song, right? If. If you were to ask me name one of his songs, and I, I probably would have said when I was drinking. Yes, and then <laughs> Dirt on My Boots is, yeah, is another one. Right? As a guest, I, I, would have been, I would have been right twice. Uh, I, I, I'll, <laughs> this is probably one of the worst stories told on radio, but years back I was doing a, a show on the weekends here at Fox Sports Radio, and I asked a tech producer to play Dirt on My Boots because we were going to be doing something in that segment, and then we would play it a couple more times. About a year later, I was talking about that song being played, and the tech producer was like, yeah, we used to play that for fill-in other hosts all the time, and I had to tell him, no, that was me that asked for it. <laughs> like, he completely forgot that I even liked the song and attributed it to someone else. And I'm like, no, that was me that was the one that was asking oh for it. God. You're that guy. Yeah. You're that guy. I'm so guy. forgettable. Dude, trust me. <laughs> no, listen, I've been, the, I've been that guy plenty of times, right? You know, there was a guy that looked just like you that used to like, That was me. That was me. My wife makes me wear a name tag at home. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Dad dad's all you all, all you need, right? Once they say that, you're hooked. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Yeah. He said, ah the other day and I'm like, is that close enough? Yeah, yeah. Close enough. Did you guys hear da 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 let's get to the press. The press. Dan Byer, what do you got? Doug, we got some news quarterback-wise in the NFL. The Davis Mills era will start Thursday in Houston. Texans going to start their rookie quarterback. Houston did place Terod Taylor on injured reserve because of that strained hamstring. Going to miss at least the next three weeks. This is a random question. 
Is there a black man on earth or in America whose name is Davis? Uh, just a real question. I'm sure first, there is. First name or last name? First name. Oh, okay. Because we thought Davis was, uh, we were going to name Hayes Davis. We're like, ah, we, you know, but then it was like, eh, people call him Dave or David. It's Davis. He's not going to be a golfer. Davis Love. Like, that's a, gr- it's a great name. It's a good twist on David. But Davis Mills does sound like he's a J. Crew model. Just does. I'm just wondering, right? I would say yes. I'm going to put yes. John, I don't know if you want to weigh in on this or not. That Davis is a good name? No, there's a, <laughs> never, never mind. Okay, never mind. I, the, the story here is one poor Tyrod Taylor. Last okay. last year he gets stuck in the lung by the, by the Chargers doctor before uh, day yes. two of the season, right? And uh, um, yeah. and and that they're not going to use Deshaun Watson still, yeah. who's not going to play. He's a another healthy scratch. Yeah, they have. But like, here's the crazy part. I guess could they? Right. I mean, if they if they tried to play him with the league, go like, yeah, that looks bad. We're not doing that. Doug, they have found the necklace containing the ashes of Aaron Jones's father. The running back was wearing that charm during last night's game against the Lions. Got knocked off at some point, probably when he was going into the end zone because that's where they were, were looking. Team trainer Brian Engel found it at about 1.45 this morning. Jones actually told uh, I Heard Affiliate 97.3 The Game, Steve Zabin, that they found the necklace in the end zone. The Zabe. Yeah, Love Zabe. The Zabe. Um, okay, but here's my, first of all, he was in the end zone four times, right? So there's a, of the places on the field that he spent the most time, the end zone is the most likely. That's yeah. actually insult to injury for the Lions. Where should we look? In the end zone. He was there four yes. times. I mean, um, anybody else creeped out by the ashes around the, in the necklace? I, I can understand that it means something to him. I just don't know if I'd wear it in a football game. Oh. That's just because of that situation. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> I tell you what it won't yeah. what nobody will do. Who was it whose necklace got snatched twice in an NFL game? Like, guy just came up and snatched it, uh, like a DB snatched a wide receiver's necklace just to do it. Yeah. I, I can't. Was it? It wasn't a keep to leave, was it? Did I he think do it that? was a keep to leave. Okay. And he, yeah, there was. I can't remember the exact situation, but I thought that that was the case. Was he the one doing the ripping, or did he get did Akib get his ripped? I can't remember. Mm. Uh, anyway, there was a fire at the Superdome today. <laughs> Don't mean but the it was like in some. It was in some like disposal. Some on the roof. Yeah, they were gonna try to get ready to be painted and cleaned, and. The uh, someone suffered minor burns, but there was smoke coming from the Superdome. Saints are at New England in Week Three, and then they should return to New Orleans to play the Giants in Week Four. The roof, the oh. roof, <laughs> hey. the roof is on fire. Oh, it's over, Jimmy. let's end with some good news. Cedric's- but we don't need no fire. Somebody don't let it burn. They got somebody got burned. I guess. Cedric Sabalos out of the hospital after a bout with COVID nineteen. Spent about twenty days there. I did like that he posted a picture at like um, uh, with Top Golf, right? Like Sed Sabalos is most known, and he's by the way, he's a great dude. I know Sed a little bit. He's an outstanding guy. He's most known, I believe. Uh, Jim Rome gave him the the nickname Club Sed, right? Do you guys remember what that's from? Oh yeah, mid season with the Lakers, he needed a couple days off for family reasons, and he went to Lake Havasu and was jet skiing. It would have been amazing if he would have posted a picture of him jet skiing at Havasu. Like, I'm all good. Thanks to all the doctors and nurses. Now I'm back to being me. And he's on a jet ski at Havasu. Doug, I got to pay off the tease. Disney Plus to release the book of Boba Fett on November 12th. I like Boba Fett. He's a a big part of um, Mandalorian, right? And this is the last year of the Mandalorian? Is that because Baby Yoda is going to go through puberty? Is Is that why? Love Baby Yoda. I know Byers looking at me like loving the Mandalorian like I'm a five year old. Thank you, Byer. I'm outnumbered here. Hey, get out there and Three press. to one. That was the you press. Are. You are. We like Mandalorian. We like the Mando. We do. Um, like Ted Lasso as well. Also good stuff. I got another good show for you. Startup that I w- I've been watching. Pretty good. Not bad. All right, uh, we'll get you closer to picks tomorrow on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio.
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.